Good evening, St. Augustine, and welcome to the Mike Davis Show, or St. Augustine this evening, whichever you prefer. Uh, Mike Davis is not here. He's in parts unknown, uh, surfing and having a good time. Is this the Mike Davis-less show? It is the Mike Davis-less Mike Davis Show. <laughs> so that's why we have the very fancy sign, spared no expense, so it's the with Amanda. We also have Blake here. Everyone say hi to Blake. Hi, Blake. Blake, where are you at? There you hi. are. Thank you, Blake, for saying hi and turning on the camera. I'm going to have to come in and make sure that Clay's got that camera on because it's just not cool when he... I'm going to have to I hijack it when Clay's producing because he doesn't like to be on camera. Mm. So I show Clay to everyone whether he likes it or not. <laughs> Gotta like that, whether yes. he likes it or not. Yes, that's what all good big sisters do is annoy their little brothers. And he's my work brother. So I annoy him at every chance I get. So this is like my fourth appearance on, on your Mike Davis show. I know. <laughs> and I think I probably am entitled to some, you know, some swag. Can yeah. I have the Amanda sign? You want the Amanda sign? <laughs> that means I have to make another one. And we don't have another box now. No, I'll think about it. Uh, here, here. Give, okay. give, 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 give him one of the tiles that we have. Oh, I can give you a tile. Hey. We can give you a tile. A tile like uh -huh. the thing to I find my I can give you a t-shirt too. The thing to find we'll talk keys. about it afterwards. Okay. Everyone in the comments knows about the tiles. Okay. We're infamous for giving them away, even though they're not ours. Great. But I've been given permission that I can give them away. So, okay. yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. And rather than giving away, I should probably help earn Mike some money because that's what he asked me to do. So mm -hmm. I am going to start doing some reads. Good call. You like you like to talk while I'm doing the reads. So okay. well, this will be fun. Do you like for me to talk? <laughs> this would be fun. I like to talk when you're doing. I the get reads. I get into the zone on getting the reads done so that we can have the real conversation. But I don't, uh, whatever. Yeah, but they're like great advertisers and they they're awesome I, local people. I didn't get the ones that you thought were somewhat offensive last time. <laughs> I got different <laughs> ones. <laughs> I thought they were offensive. You you were like, man, that's a little personal for your accountant. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to do those I today. Account, I also use. Yes, right? yeah. for sure. All right. So Bozard, okay. Ford, and Lincoln. Okay. The Bozard family is fantastic, St. Augustine family, and we love them with all of our hearts. Their goal is to make sure your time and experience buying a car is stress-free, fun, and enjoyable. The Bozard family has owned the Ford dealership since 1949. They are the best in the business, y'all. Bozard Ford has been the recipient of numerous dealer awards, including being ranked number one automotive dealership by in the nation by dealer dealer raider i can talk i promise and that ain't no bull that ain't no bull sorry that's the arizona <laughs> ford dealer yeah that's awkward wrong ford dealer <laughs> wrong ford you know, dealer nobody in st augustine wait. is going to buy a ford from the phoenix ford dealer but the phoenix ford dealer also was not ranked number one in the nation by dealer raider dealer raider you can always trust them you can and you can trust bozart because they are the official raiders of the all dealers Mm. So that's how you know you can trust them. I mean, and uh, and yep. they've got a darn good cafe to get a burger at. Oh, Bozard Ford, waiting. yes. You got to go to Ford's Garage, which, what is your favorite burger? This is a controversial question here. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know <laughs> I can't really name one because they've named a burger after pretty much all of my friends. It's the and if, burger. And if I pick one, <laughs> then I'm, I'm non-picking. Uh, a whole bunch of other people. Okay, so you're going to give the politician answer? The politician answer. All I'm right. going for the Carlos. Well, ours. So my, I just named one and you let it go. The Carlos? The Carlos. Oh, yeah, Carlos Aviles. Yeah. Yeah, Captain. Captain, right? Yeah, Captain. Captain Carlos. 
Oh, captain, my captain. Yes. Well, not our captain, the firehouse's captain. Yeah. But we'll, we'll claim him too. So go to Bozard Ford for all of your vehicle needs. And while you're there, have dinner with the Bozard family at Ford's Garage and order the Jiffy Burger because that's the favorite burger of the 904 Now. You want to know why? Why? Because it's named after the 904 Now personalities that aren't Mike Davis and Amanda Bouye. <laughs> Everybody else. <laughs> well, not me. That's why Clay. it's not Mike's favorite burger. Not Mike's favorite burger. You're not on it either, Blake? Clay, Clay, Clay and I aren't on it. Yeah, none of the producers. The producers got... We got. We got you guys got shut out. We did. We, we got did. shut offensive. out. It's the morning show, That's guys. But I'll only... take my collar off and go after somebody. <laughs> go take them out. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be interesting. With my four-inch bicep. Maybe you should do that at the Florida Man Games. Okay. <laughs> February 24th, the Florida Man Games. Get Woo. your tickets. Um, but before you do that, get your air conditioning and your heating unit sorted out by calling Powell Heating and Air Conditioning. They are dedicated to customer service, and they have been for the 36 years that they have been serving St. Augustine. They are open seven days a week, 24 hours a day, including nights, weekends, and holidays. It's going to get cold. I'm assured it's going to get cold at some point. So get your heating unit Says sorted out you, before it gets cold. From your voice to God's ears. I hope so. Well, you're the one with the direct link, so we should talk to you. Okay. <laughs> they service how all heating. Years, and, how many years have they been open? 36 years. That's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We love family businesses here. Um, they service all heating and air conditioning brands. So give them a call for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Powell Heating and Air Conditioning. Get your tune up for winter. Yeah. Have you thought about Christmas gifts for your wife yet? Uh, I was going to call Powell Heating and Air and get a tune-up for well, Christmas. Well, that, that's a you present. I have a suggestion for Carrie's present. What's that? You should call Blue Water Jewelers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looking to add some dazzle to your life, Father Matt? You should look no further than Blue Water Jewelers. They are the ultimate celebration destination right here in St. Augustine. They have exquisite diamonds on site. my wife. I'm going to bling me up. What? You're going to get the most blinged out cross? Bling me up, baby. <laughs> That's somewhat offensive when you're a priest to be like dripping in diamonds. Have you, you not, have you not seen all the all of our uh, all of our lectors and whatnot with their giant crosses? Oh, they're the crosses are fun. They're very large. They're, they are very large. I have a little cross. And then and then you've always got the bishop with their pectoral cross in their pocket. Yeah. Hidden in their hidden. pocket. Yeah. But they all have one. And it's, it's all, a bishop thing. they're all different, right? Yeah, it's a bishop thing. Okay. Well, maybe we can find out why they're hidden, but they certainly didn't go to Blue Water Jewelers it's at 500 Anastasia Boulevard in St. Augustine. They are a treasure trove of elegance and style. Give them a call or check them out online. Bluewaterjewelers.com. That's bluewater-jewelers.com. You can shop online from the comfort of your home or check them out at 500 Anastasia Boulevard. Go do all of your Christmas shopping there. They are fantastic. And I love all of my pieces that I have received from Blue Water Jewelers. I'm also a customer. Is this is this long-time uh, customer? Hint, hint, Louie. I know you're listening. I love I love the jewelries. <laughs> I do love jewelries. And the reason we don't need a CPA is because we spend it all at Blue Water Jewelers. Okay. But if you are in the market for a CPA, call A Bear Kresge and Associates. They are full-service local CPA firm with a team of skilled professionals dedicated to providing top-level service in the areas of tax compliance, planning for businesses, individuals, estates, and trusts, audits, reviews, and other accounting services. They do biz business valuations, forensic analysis, and litigation support. You can reach them at 904 
460-0747 or online at abercreskycpa.com. I think we've used them for everything except litigation. Yeah. All right. So you can check off all of those? Except for litigation support. Well, praise Jesus we haven't had to use them for litigation support. No kidding. You don't want to have to, you don't have to go to court as a church. never too late. It's never too late. That is true. Someone will will sue, people sue anybody for anything. So sooner or later. I think the last lawsuit I heard about with the church, I was the only employee at the church not mentioned on the lawsuit. So I I call that a win. That's a win. (laughs) That's a win. Well, either that or it was your lawsuit. It was not my lawsuit. You were, you were not It was suing not my church. lawsuit. I do okay. remember who it was, though. We can talk about it all here. <laughs> wow. Mm. All right. We've got the Bozard Board Community Update. Uh, this Saturday, yeah, this Saturday, November 4th, go to Feel the Wheels. That is a fantastic event. It is so fun. And it's at the 21 Mall 2121, formerly known as the Ponce Mall. Feel the Wheels. Feel the Wheels. So. Okay. What it is, uh, sounds like a good way to get your hands dirty. Do you need gloves for this? Only if you're like prissy and you can't handle a little, little schmutz on your hands. Okay. <laughs> I think you can handle it. Okay. Get your hands dirty a Saturday? little bit. This is this Saturday. It's this Saturday. Okay. So, um, what this is is a family friendly event where kids can come out and check out all sorts of vehicles, um, meet police officers, Florida Fish and Wildlife. There's all kinds of trolleys have been there in the past. So wait, this is like the old, the old day at the grade school where Mm -hmm. you'd have like all the wild vehicles. Yes. It's like vehicle crazy tractors, really cool boats, which don't have wheels, but their trailers do. I was from Arizona, which if you think Florida man is wacky in Arizona, Sheriff Joe used to bring the sheriff's department tank. You had Joe Arpaio, right? We had Joe Arpaio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss Joe Arpaio. He was a fun guy to read stories about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was very entertaining. Would There's park in front of churches and arrest people on their way out. Oh, yeah, and then put them in the pink the pink outfits that he had for oh, them yeah. in the ten cities. Oh, yeah. yeah, he had some interesting stories. I've got a pair of his pink his pink shorts. You do? I actually do. I actually we have a should pair have of kept the weirdest pink boxers. We should have kept the weirdest item in your house. I would have <laughs> forgotten have about this. Joe Arpaio's pink boxers. <laughs> They're pink actually under- signed. Underwear. I have signed Joe Arpaio <laughs> pink boxers. Man, that's some nice merch. I mean, is that how he raised money for his campaigns? He had to get elected, right? He had to get elected. Yeah. Yeah. That had to have been campaign merch. It right? was campaign merch. For Absolutely. sure. 100%. Now, I know that we all have strong opinions about traffic in downtown St. Augustine. There is that hybrid public meeting Wednesday, November 8th. You can do that a hybrid in person. Public meeting. Do you have to show up in a hybrid? No. What does the this reason mean, it's hybrid? hybrid is because okay. you can show up in person or you can watch remotely. From, oh, okay. They have um, phone lines that you can call. I think they're doing it on Zoom, too. So you can you can tune in remotely so you can make your voices heard. The open house is from 4.30 to 6, and then the formal presentation is at 6 p.m. So that's going... So wait, they're going to let us talk about how we don't like it, and then they're going to tell us what I, it is? I guess. No, they're, I think they're going to let us look over the materials and the plans from 4.30 to 6 p.m. Okay. And maybe ask questions beforehand, maybe. So and then there's gonna, a formal there presentation. They're going to make the presentation after mm-hmm. we've already voiced yeah. our concerns. Well, I don't know if there's a Q&A afterwards. I okay. hope there is. So this is, let's see. I'm not seeing the location for it. So check them out online at NFL Roads. 
That's roads with an S at the end dot com slash VPH so that you can figure it out or go to St. Augustine City Hall, Alcazar Room, 75 King Street in downtown St. Augustine. So that's where you go. To is it hear in the about Alcazar this? room? I guess so. It looks like it's at City Hall in the Alcazar room. That's what, That's what, it, what looks it looks like. like. I think so. So you have strong opinions about this. This looks like um, this looks like a mess to me. I don't like this plan. Tell us what you really think. It looks like a kindergartner um, was drawing their dream map to play with their box. Are we going to show it? We showed it, it last week. Okay. It's it's an absolute nightmare. Okay. But it's a little far away. Yeah. Here, Blake, I'll give you the Blake. address and you can put it up. Okay. If you go to nflroads.com slash VPH, it's just, it's just a nightmare. So you come off the bridge and you have the option to go right or sort of right. Or is that even, is there a straight option? There is no straight option. So... What I heard is that the city wants to. I think this is get the city's version of the and sp- of a spaghetti model. Yeah, this reminds me of roads in Massachusetts. I can't stand driving in Boston, and this reminds me of like a, something that you would see because horse-drawn carriages did it for two hundred years before they ever paved them, and so it looks like this. In the city's defense, they would say that's why they have. Do this is because we were designed for horse-drawn carriages. Except we lost that, feet. and we made it more efficient. And now they're trying to reclaim antiquated nonsense for no reason. Well, they think this is the latest greatest thing. This is like the Peanut 2.0. I beg to differ. <laughs> it does look like the Peanut 2.0. What where is you, the Peanut? The Peanut by the where you go to the Volano Bridge. Oh, the Volano Bridge nonsense. The Volano Bridge Peanut where they. Where they could have had a roundabout, yeah, but because they were trying to make sure there was room there for the carousel that was mm-hmm. immediately removed, yeah, they made it a peanut, an oblong, mm-hmm. and because of that, none of us can figure out how to use it. I I live a block from there, and yeah. I use it every day, and I'm still confused. Well, we were told it was going to be a roundabout. That's what we were told. It's a sort of roundish about people that lived in Volano, parishioners that lived in Volano told us, oh, we're hopeful that this will make it better because, you know, we're constantly stuck on the bridge forever because that intersection is backed up for so long. So, okay, I was expecting a roundabout and they finally open it and it's like, this is a, it's a try, choose your own adventure, but you've got three options and none of them are clear. It is Rochambeau car style. (laughs) Rochambeau you Pop never know what scissors. you're going to get. <laughs> and you frequently are am, smashed by Which lane am I in? <laughs> right. It's a, and tourists don't know how to use it. You can't make things overly compli- complicated for tourists. I there and I don't know how to use it. Well, I mean, you're expecting tourists to be driving around. Because I go straight through. Yeah. I always have to second guess which lane I'm supposed to be in to go straight. Because it's usually when I'm coming from here to go back to the so church. So this actually looks exactly like the <sighs> same thing as up there, where they had they had a solution that would have actually solved something, and mm-hmm. they didn't use the solution because the solution felt like it would be onerous. So they modified the solution and created a non-solution that we got to spend a lot of money on and wait for a long time to see it done. I, In I, this case, there are the two historic, you know, roundabouty things the mm-hmm. one is the the pont is it the ponce de leon statue or is it the, yeah 
Is it Ponce or so, is it Pedro? It's Pedro. Okay. Pedro Menendez, right? And then and then the other one is a cannon? No, it is Ponce de Leon. It is Ponce. Okay. It's yeah. Ponce and a cannon, I mm-hmm. think. I think so. And instead of putting those together and having a roundabout around them, yeah. they wanted to leave the legacy roundabouts alone. And clearly that's what they've done. They've left the legacy roundabouts alone and they've created this oblong racetrack that we can go do figure eight racing and run into each other. It's so dumb. I, I hate it. The like, so I'm, I'm not OCD and I don't like, you know, I love the way you're the voice of reason and moderation. It's (laughs) so dumb and you hate it and you don't like it. (laughs) I'm very eloquent today. Can you tell I've been I've spent like nine hours having conversations with children about Latin and logic and math and research and astronomers. And so from Latin, logic and math to it's to, dumb and to I this hate it. Dumb example of why government doesn't work. That's my opinion. Nobody necessarily shares it in this building. I hate it. I don't like it at all. Do other people in the building like this? I don't know. Blake, do you like this idea? Blake, tell us tell us what we've won with the roundabout. Have you seen it? it, it yes, I, I I saw it this morning. We covered it on the morning show this morning. Yeah. And I said, what the heck? Is, 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 this, what, is, is this seriously what we're doing? And, and I think I literally said, I want temporary bridge back <laughs> over this. I was expecting to have um, a pretty ocean front or intercoastal front view when I got married and there was the temporary bridge there. And I was like, oh, that's mm. great. Love okay, that. so are any viewers I don't think agreeing or disagreeing? What's the viewer take on the plan? The plan of plans. Anytime we've talked about it, they've all kind of rolled their eyes. So if you have any, if you want to contribute to the discussion tonight about the improvements of our roadway, um, then I think we should all crystallize our negative feelings about it. If you have negative feelings and attend the meeting. <laughs> Attend the meeting and let them know that you think it sucks. It's never too late. It's never too late to complain. Oh, my word. You hear that a lot, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, you you fit right in with pastoral ministries. (laughs) This sucks. I don't like it. Uh, But you know what I do That's what Mondays are for. It's for for listening to complaint emails Mm -hmm. and complaint phone calls. And then people just showing up in your office to complain. Is that why all the priests take Monday off? Well, there are, there are a lot who do. A, yeah. a few of us take Friday off. Yeah. Yeah. I feel Which like... means day off is code for working on a sermon. Yeah. yeah. It's day off, mm-hmm. but it's two days before the sermon. So you're going through and redoing it. Well, it's like a homeschool mom. I never yeah. have a weekend because I'm always lesson planning or checking something or doing admin work. It's secret. That's why you send kids to school. That's an option. <laughs> it's not the one I chose. I saw the ride. I bought a ticket anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Although yeah. it looks yeah, homeschooling is homeschooling is not about the kids' education. It's about the mom's peace of mind. It's about both. It's about both. As someone who homeschools and never gets a weekend off, I never get a weekend off. Yeah, that might be why I go to see so many doctors. But you know, it's great. It's great. <laughs> awesome. You know the um. The old lady that played Rose at the beginning of and the end of Titanic. 
Not the old lady who lived in a shoe. No. No. The movie The Titanic? Yes. There's old Rose and there's old young Rose. Old Rose and young Rose? Yes. Yeah. So there's a meme with old Rose. Yeah. And old it's Rose like, was my celebrity crush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Homeschool is great. I'm, I've been doing it since my kids were in kindergarten. And look at me. I'm only 37. <laughs> and it's old Rose. It's like, mm, mm-hmm. there's some mm-hmm. truth to that. <laughs> Although I didn't get gray hairs until I had kids in middle school. Middle school do it to you. I made it all the way to middle school before I got gray hairs. Nice. Well, I think you, you look remarkably well-preserved for Thanks. someone who's the age of old Rose. Yeah, it's true. It's the, your proximity to the Fountain of Youth. I think so. Yeah. It really is. Go check out the Fountain of Youth, everybody. You know, I Do hand- we ever read on the Fountain of Youth? We don't. Um, I hand-carried Fountain of Youth water to my grandmother because she was feeling poorly and didn't want to walk through the complex when we came, and I was eight. And she had emphysema. She stayed in the car. Um, so she was kind of over the trip at that point. We'd gone all the way down to Key West, and we were coming all the way back. She's like, no, nah, I'm done with, with walking in tourist attractions now. Uh, so I hand carried. And she skipped the first of all Florida tourist attractions. It's true. I hand carried a cup of the horrific sulfur water from the fountain. I was going to say, she, did all she like sulfur water? That complex. So you know, it had to have been a hundred degrees by the time I got back to the car to give it to her. And that poor woman drank it just to not break my heart, because she thought it was so sweet that my little eight-year-old self had hand carried the Dixie cup for two hours. Luckily, it was only a Dixie cup. <laughs> it was a Dixie cup. Yeah, you she could have taken like a, a first Buster cup. <laughs> it's true. Here, yeah. Here's a big gulp. Have 48 ounces. Is that a little insulting to to give a big gulp of the Fountain of Youth water to your grandma? It looks like you need it. <laughs> Depends how she's doing. I mean, she might have taken it badly that I was like, no, seriously, drink it. <laughs> you really need some of this, Granny. Yeah. Well, she wasn't feeling well, so I was like, well, can't hurt. <laughs> well, I did bring you here because it's All Hallows' Eve Eve. The Eve of All Hallows' Eve. Mm-hmm. And the first... And you love Halloween like very few people. I, I love Halloween. I really do. Um, and, and so, take lots of grief from your evangelical friends. I did. So once I became a parent, all of my friends that used to trick-or-treat with me that were evangelical Christians and, you know, what I saw with most of my Christian friends growing up is that once they got kids, they got like really into the church mm-hmm. at that point. And um, didn't necessarily want to do it the way their parents had done it. And so a lot of my friends that would get dressed up with me and go trick-or-treating with me suddenly got very judgy that I was dressing up with my kids and trick-or-treating with them. And so I had to, like, really think about this. Like, is this a horrific sin to engage in Halloween? Do you need to be super Christian by not Halloweening in your neighborhood? Because, like, we actually had a conversation about it, my husband and I, like, is this sinful? Is this, should we be worried about our eternal souls? I do have to tell you, I do, I do more, I do more uh, exorcisms on Halloween than any other day. Just, yeah, uh, totally Multiplied by. (laughs) Totally kidding. (laughs) The zero multiplied by. Yeah. So, the Episcopal Church doesn't do exorcisms. We actually do. Yeah? Yep. Hmm. Yep. And if you read carefully, there's one, there's a an exorcism in the baptismal rite. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a historic bit of Christian liturgy mm-hmm. that in your baptism you forsake evil and you turn from Satan and you 
ask for God to free you yeah. from the forces of sin, death, and the evil one. All right. Yeah. So if you're if you're baptized in in a church in the historic tradition, mm -hmm. Catholic, Orthodox, Anglican, Lutheran, there's a there's an exorcism or at least the remnant of an exorcism in your baptismal formula. So we always hear about exorcisms from the Catholic Church, but the only person I've ever met that has participated in an exorcism was a Baptist preacher. And he spent a lot of time in um, the Caribbean islands and in Europe. And he was an exorcist, I guess. And yeah, I have a friend who is the diocesan exorcist for the diocese of, uh, of, of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, he's now actually the rector of Trinity Wall Street, the oh, world's wealthiest church. It seems like that's where he needs to do the exorcisms, though. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Some would argue. Yeah. Um, so, so I really had to do a deep dive into what my thoughts were on it and pray on it. And it's like, I have so many positive memories in my childhood of Halloween. And I mean, my dad's. So you have positive memories. So yeah. you like it. So I like it because of my positive memories. But I had to kind of like soul search as to whether I was engaging in something that I felt was wrong. Mm hmm. Because I had positive memories of it, because I had the nostalgia for it. And ultimately, I came to, you know, I don't feel convicted to give up Halloween. Mm. And like, I've walked away from churches because I've had people preach this at me <laughs> and, you know, just kind of silently listen to what they had to say. And just I, I couldn't. Well, do I it. think the irony is that the most anti-Halloween people mm -hmm. are usually evangelicals who who are trying to share their faith with their friends and neighbors that's kind of in the name so what's the what's the day of the year when all of your friends and neighbors are outside mm -hmm. isn't it and, halloween and actually interested in engaging yeah they're outside they yeah. want to engage mm -hmm. so yeah you would think that that would be the last day you would want to go hide on the property of your church Mm -hmm. When when your neighbors are coming to knock on your door and engage with you, yeah, it's an interesting it's it's an interesting dichotomy. It is interesting, and that was the circumstance when I was in college. When I was in college, I was looking for my first fall as a freshman. I was looking for a church home. Um, I'm three thousand miles away from anyone I know, so like I really wanted a church. And um, one of the counselors happened to mention her church and I was enjoying the conversation. So I was like, you know, let me know where it is. Oh, I'll come pick you up. I'll take you. Great. That's awesome. Everything was great. They invite me to tea, coffee afterwards. And they just start, we're in September because college didn't start in New York until after Labor Day. So we're in September and people just start talking trash about how they're already seeing Halloween decorations. And at this point, I'm just like, I can't say anything because I'm stuck here. I don't have a ride home. Is before Uber, and I don't know where I am. Um, so I'm just like listening to, and I never went back to that church because mm. it was just like I I don't think I'm evil for enjoying Halloween with my friends and enjoying the memories I have with my family at Halloween. I don't think I'm evil for that, and so I'm just gonna just gonna simmer on that for a while, and you guys enjoy your fall festival. <laughs> well, okay. So are we gonna talk about? 
origins of Halloween? I would love to. Okay, so Halloween actually is a Christian title. It's the the eve of all. It's the eve of All Hallows Day. Mm-hmm. So All Hallows Day, All Saints, mm-hmm. and from the earliest days of the church, the Christians would would memorialize those who who gave their life as martyrs for the faith. Okay. And All Hallows Eve is just the night before All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. So just the night before All Saints Day, okay. and it also happens to be on. Uh, it happens that All Saints Day happens to be the day before All Souls Day, which was all the all the departed, and and that everyone was everyone that's that was away. everyone. But okay. and now, in an Anglican context, it's everyone who's died in Christ. Okay. Originally, in a Roman context, it was where you would pray your family members through purgatory. Okay. Now, Protestants don't believe in purgatory. Okay. And, and so um, they took the idea of the day and said, let's, let's do a remembrance for all the faithful departed. And that seems like a faithful Christian response to, we think that it's, you know, we think that people are saved by grace through faith, not by our prayers. Mm-hmm. So, so we, can, we can keep the day and not keep the theology behind the day. Okay. But the, but the, the All Hallows Eve happened, it just happened that All Saints happens the day after Samhain, which spelled S-A-M-H-E-I-M, Samhain. Okay. So uh, in, in uh, Celtic, so Samhain was the, the uh, you know, like, like a day of death and demons for the Celtic people. Okay. And you know, so that's where your friends who go, this is a day about the devil. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a day about the devil. It was the day about of of um, demons and fleeing from death and mm-hmm. dressing up in order to flee from death, which which is basically your your essential pagan worship regardless of the culture. I mean, you can pick it Celtic, Germanic, Greek, you know, every Babylonian, every ancient culture basically has the same, you know, the, the same pantheon of, of gods and the same like succession myth around gods. And, mm-hmm. and all of those mythologies, they, they just thought those were their, their national, you know, the, the geogra- you had geographic gods mm-hmm. and every, every geographic region had their own gods. Okay. And so you, you would, you know, you would use those gods and try to manipulate those gods and get them to do what you wanted and, mm-hmm. you know, make your crop come in or make yeah. you have babies or make someone fall in love with you or, yeah. you know, whatever it was. Serve the God, make the God happy so God will give me stuff. Yeah, yeah. M- manipulate the God so I get things, yes. you know, which is the exact opposite of a Christian icon, which is mm-hmm. about using the icon to think about the original so that you would do what God wants, not get God to do what you so, you know, it's a lot of times you'll hear, you'll hear people confusing idolatry and iconography and mm-hmm. idolatry and iconography are exactly the opposite. Yeah. So they both involve an intermediate object, but one is about using the intermediate object to get what you want from, from a God. Mm-hmm. And the other one is an intermediate object about helping you to surrender your heart to, to the you know, the, the almighty God's wishes for your life. 
Do you ever watch the movie The Mummy? Yes. Where he's got like yeah. he's got everything. And you got the the one like lackey. He pulls out the cross. Has, yeah, he has and then it doesn't work. Yeah. So he pulls out a star, star of, of David. David. Yeah. Doesn't work. Pulls out a crescent. Yeah. So yeah. the crescent doesn't work and the cross doesn't work. The star of David works because he says, Oh, it's the language of the slaves. Uh and so that one actually worked. And so that's why he isn't murdered by by the risen <sighs> mummy. Yeah, and that's what he does. Man, that was close. So that's sort of using religious icons for idolatry. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I guess it's interesting that actually that's that whole idea of the local gods is all over the Old Testament. You know, okay. we don't really know where to look for it, but Deuteronomy thirty two eight is one of the places that talks about the the you know, the sons of God that as angels that are given local geographic regions. And you read about the 70 nations in the Old Testament, that each nation had their own God. And you'll hear about in, in the Psalms that uh, Yahweh sits above the council, you know, sits in the council of the gods. When mm-hmm. the council of gods were, were all, you know, uh, Elohim, plural, in the Old Testament is used for anybody sort of not of this world. Okay. So it's used of angels, it's used of demons, it's used of Yahweh, mm-hmm. you know, Anybody who's not of this world can be an Elohim, you know, so spirits. It sounds like Deuteronomy is where those angels were given the Dwight Schrute assistant to the general manager title. Is that what happened? <laughs> oh, I think that actually happens. You know, they're, they're in the Old Testament, they're all of these, especially in the first, you know, until like the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. you know, that you've got, you've got these recurring falls of, you know, in the, until the Tower of Babel, and then, you know, you pretty much just have the world off the rails at that point. But, yeah. you know, the Tower of Babel, they're, they're literally building a high place, trying to bring God down to get, get Yahweh to do what they want. Yeah. And, and it doesn't work, and he confuses their tongues and scatters them. So high places, I think, is a place where a lot of modern ears miss the significance of the phrase high place. And in doing Bible studies and reading um, commentaries on different books of the Bible, that's where I learned that high place wasn't just, oh, we're just going to an elevated position. It, there's a significance of worshiping a pagan, a false god. It's, it's an, un, an unsanctified temple to a pagan god. And I think that that's one of the places where modern ears don't pick up on the significance of the phrase. Well, we don't pick up on on all kinds of pagan and idolatrous practice in the Old Testament because we don't do pagan and idolatrous practice. Well, we don't do it that way. We don't. Yeah, we've got other things that we we give our loves to, Mm -hmm. but but we don't. You know, we don't have household gods. Yeah, we're not like. Ruth with house, household stealing their dad's gods. Yeah. You know. We're also not, you know, melting down our fabulous jewelry from Blue Water Jewelers <laughs> to make a golden calf. We're not doing that, but we'll absolutely worship at the God of our own creation right here and there spend all of our time 
on the device, which I'm very happy you've all tuned in on those devices so that you could watch us have this conversation. I was going to say, as we critique but, the device. <laughs> but don't spend all your Thank you for turning, tuning in for <laughs> yes. this show, yeah. but feel free to turn it off afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Don't spend your whole day on it, um, which, you know, I have been guilty of. I've had a season of being doom scrolling, very, very sick and lethargic and not having a lot of energy and pep in my step. And so when you're feeling like garbage and you can't move around that much, then I like to blame you, my bad behavior on, on, on health issues. Too. Yeah, it's totally, <laughs> it's not feeding. It's not self perpetuating problem at all. Um, but yeah, I've fallen into doom scrolling and just falling down the scroll hole. <laughs> you're like, how did all this time uh, go? <laughs> That may have happened during the summer. <laughs> okay, so can I give my uh, can I give my Halloween my Halloween cheat code? I would love your Halloween cheat code. Okay, so this is particularly for the fellas. So for nice. the fellas, here's How my very Halloween. patriarchal of the father. It's, it's the, the patriarchy <laughs> is at play. All right. So so if you're if you're one of the fellas and you've gone out and you know the day after trick or treating mm-hmm. you put your you put your costume back on and you go like to Pontevedra some place mm-hmm. with really large nice homes the bougie neighborhoods the bougie neighborhoods yeah with the full size candy bars and you knock on the door with the full size candy bars <laughs> with sometimes wrapped in the 10 dollar bill you knock Ooh. on the door I've never and seen when that. they open the door say trick or treat and when they look at you very confused, uh-huh. just say, hey, I, I know it's the day after Halloween, but I, I had to take my little brother all over for hours and I didn't get to trick Tiny or treat it all myself. <laughs> and and those women housewives do not want a house full of full size candy bars. Yeah. They will load you up. They yeah. will just I mean, bring a really big pillowcase. It takes a lot of chutzpah. It takes a lot of chutzpah to recostume and then just like cold call. Basically. All you got to do is ding dong, trick or treat. <laughs> and, but then you actually, have, to, actually then you have to do the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but confused. you go you go home with bags and bags of candy. Yeah, that's yeah. You probably when you do that, you should probably use your parents' pillowcases. You know the king size ones, uh-huh. not your little twin size. Okay. And you should probably bring like all four pillowcases off the bed because you will go home. Download some pictures of small kids so you can be like, "Look, I had to take my siblings out." Yeah. So sad. Yeah. All all night long, my parents were at a party. Yeah. yeah. Like hocus pocus without the witches showing up. Yep. You can <laughs> you can clean up, baby. So my Halloween hack. As a parent who doesn't like candy in the house constantly, because then your kids are just insane if you let them have it. And if you don't let them have it, they're constantly See, this is This is the argument not to homeschool, because you send them to school and you let the teacher deal with the with the diabetic meltdown. That is a that is abuse of teachers. <laughs> it's horrific abuse As of teachers. As a former junior high teacher, <laughs> I resemble that remark. That is absolutely abusive to teachers. And I love teachers enough to not Kids do that the to day them. after Halloween, it was just the, it was pandemonium. So you know what you do. You tell your kids, you give them a Ziploc, whatever size you prefer, Ziploc bag. And you tell them that they can keep whatever fits in that Ziploc bag. And then you will buy back the rest of the candy. $10 gift card from to whatever store they want and they will sell you that candy. That's nice. 100%. See, as a teacher, I just always schedule a field trip for the day after Halloween. Yeah. 
So as a homeschool mom for gold. that works in a homeschool community, today is the day that is insane at my community because it's the closest day to Halloween. We have character dress up day because not everyone does Halloween. So it's literary character day. So you can wear a costume as long as it coincides to a character in a book. My costume today, um, I'm party down here and I'm business up front because I changed out of my costume. I can I can vouch for can her. vouch. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are leggings, some 100%. wild leggings um, because I have to be comfortable because my literary character is the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. And so today is pandemonium in my homeschool community, which is why I'm so eloquent today. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have to deal with okay. the. I'm glad I can be here with you and help you lower the bar. <laughs> Well, you're here to be eloquent, so I don't have to be. <laughs> I thought we were just trying to outlower one another. No. Okay. That's Mike and I on a Thursday because we're tired at that point. And we have trivia. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, um, we go play trivia on Thursday night, too. Yeah, we do yeah. trivia on Thursday nights. Yep. You've never come on a Thursday. Why well, not at the place you're playing trivia? This is where we play trivia. You play trivia here? On air. Well, I'm always at it's the best guess. trivia place. Oh, well. So we, we could do this with that phone here. Um, Mike bought that and left it. Minutes after being released from jail, a Florida uh-huh. man was arrested in the parking lot for breaking into So cars. you can find your birthday. They all align to a, a date. So it's the headline, the Florida man headline for every date of the year. Oh, my. Yes. Here's my birthday. Florida man charged in naked rake attack. <laughs> I'm changing my birthday. <laughs> So this was not you? Is that what you're claiming? No, no, nobody wants to see me with that clothes on. I don't even want so to see me with that clothes it's on. It's a balancing act for us because our homeschool is almost entirely populated by Christians, our homeschool community. And so that's why it's Literary Character Day and not like the day we celebrate Halloween. Because some are very adamantly against Parents Halloween. don't have like a Halloween off? No, not in the homeschool community. A throwdown. There are those of us that love it and would love to do like some crazy wild Halloween. So moms aren't like getting and some are getting all up in each other's grills. We we just avoid it by having literary character day. And that's close enough for the kids that support it. It gives the kids that aren't allowed to participate in Halloween a way that they can participate in something Halloween ish. And then we don't have the discussion anymore. And the moms get to pretend like it's not Halloween. Because it's literary character day. <laughs> no connection to Halloween at all. None at all. Okay. It just stops the argument before it starts. So my first year as a leader in the homeschool community, our community day fell on Halloween. And we had at least three families that were not even going to show up because they were they didn't want to have the discussion because they didn't want to think poorly of us if we disagreed <laughs> about the the Halloween topic. Mm. And so your take on it is that it's a wonderful day to shine the light of Jesus. Oh, my take on it is it's absolutely about demons. Yeah. But demons are around us every day of the year. Mm-hmm. So don't knock yourself out over October 31st. Okay. If you're not going to knock yourself out over all of the other days of the year. Okay. So I think there are absolutely angels and demons and mm-hmm. we live in a world that's inhabited by by the unseen and mm-hmm. the um there's 
our our children's literature maintains this sort of sense of of mystery and awe and a bigger world of the unseen and mm-hmm. you know C.S. Lewis Narnia books and, yeah and um, and Tolkien and I think we know that there's at some level I think we know there's a magical world outside of our realm of sight mm-hmm. and I think uh, Halloween is probably a day that reminds us of that and that not all of those things are helpful and beneficent okay some of them are nasty and negative Mm -hmm. now i still think if there's a day when all of my neighbors are out in the street what i'm going to do is put a fire pit in my front yard Mm -hmm. and get a couple of the college kids i know that that uh play guitars and gym bays and and sing and i'm going to put up some lights and a badminton court and Mm -hmm. i'm going to do everything i can do to make my house the place everybody comes and shows up and Mm -hmm. wants to hang out that's kind of how we've reacted to it is that you know there's a lot of days out of the year when all of my neighbors are too busy to have a conversation too busy to share a meal and there's one day out of the year where everyone's available everyone's outside and everyone's ready to hang out and so we set up a party out front and we decorate for we do decorate for halloween and we're spookier than we've ever been this year kids are a little older so you know having skulls around isn't a nightmare fuel for them at this point (laughs) so we're slightly spookier than we at some point i'm going to tell you about one of our clergy jim houston he has Uh a neighbor and he he sent us a screenshot of does he have the yard that's like the serial killer yard yeah it's like no it's not his yard but one of his neighbors has the serial killer yard i mean it's it's just creepy hanging hanging axes and 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 bleeding skulls it's just grotesque yeah and then at the back of the car they're church bumper stickers lovely (laughs) (laughs) it's an interesting juxtaposition it's an interesting juxtaposition (laughs) so we didn't go that dark but we do have tiffany um, Tiffany is our version of the corpse bride from the Tim Burton movie. And she's in the window above our front door. And that's about as spooky as we get. So it's the dress form with a wedding gown that we acquired from the Trinity thrift shop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because we could use it for costumes or something. And so it's been hanging out until we could figure out how to use it. Okay. So I have and, to ask, what is your costume? Um, so this year has been a really crazy year. And I, we usually have like this whole theme and we do this whole thing and we just have it because like my health issue is in all kinds of stuff. We ended up adopting a second dog yesterday. We can talk about that later. Um, so I'm probably going to reuse a costume. Um, I've got, so you're going on Halloween as a foolish person. Yes. So <laughs> I've got a, I've got the T-Rex costume that I can do. It's been a couple of years since I've worn that through the neighborhood. And the little kids still talk about it. The little kids that are now bigger kids um, still talk about our house being the T-Rex house. So I might do that. Um, I also have the option of like uh, an angel sort of fallen angel kind of costume. We should ask your peeps what they're going as. See if we get some. We could. It's five question day. And we're about. Seriously interesting outfits up. We're about time for five questions. Okay. So Blake, are you still awake in there? Yes, sadly I am. Do you want me oh. to go in there and wake Blake up? No. Blake's awake. Okay. I'm here. We're gonna do we're gonna do five questions. You ready for that, Blake? Yes, I am. 
All right. So, Wait, do you have walk-up music for the five questions? No, I do not. No, we Dang. don't. Sorry. We could do the horoscope music, but he doesn't have that pulled up, I'm sure. <laughs> so, silliest Halloween costume. Hmm. What is your silliest Halloween costume? Silliest it can't Halloween. be priest because... Silliest Halloween costume. So, I was going to go dressed up as a priest. Yeah. But it felt like typecasting. Yeah, it is So, So, I generally, I've thought a little bit about it, but... We decided we're going to your house and mm-hmm. then and then party hopping to somebody else's and we needed yeah. a we needed a costume. Mm-hmm. Last year we just handed out candy, but so, yeah. um, so being without a costume, uh-huh. I've got a pair of sunglasses and a cassock. All right, and I'm going dressed up as Neo from the Matrix. This is not your first time as Neo because I've read your blog. His blog, the Gospel Side. Hit the TV. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> and you mentioned that costume on your blog. Really? Yes, you did. And that's what happens. You don't write enough in your blog and you forget <laughs> the stuff you wrote in there yeah. 10 years ago. So you, at least 10 years ago, you were Neo. Once okay, that was once when I was blog famous. Yeah. I was the most read Episcopal clergy blogger on the planet. That is a niche audience. It's a niche audience. <laughs> and but really, you were <laughs> really, all you have to do is yeah. write a couple of blog posts that kind of that kind of blow up in the evangelical world uh-huh. and all of a sudden you're the number one episcopal blogger it. because our little group is tiny yeah we have a small unfortunately yeah. blake what is your silliest costume uh just, it, it's been a while since i actually dressed up like i'm 22 so mm. i dress up every year i know <laughs> You're uh, cooler than I am, though. Yes, I am. Blake, you got to do that. You got to do my my Halloween cheat code. <laughs> got to go the day after. <laughs> Get two days out of that costume. All right. I, so, All right. So, 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 I think I was dressed up as like an Orlando as an Orlando Magic player, but 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 but, but the shorts that my mom got like like when I was eight it was like too like even too like too tight for me. So so I was just like limping around just. Don't 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 break my pants. Don't break my pants. Yeah. That, that Do you job. remember right. which Orlando Magic player? Uh, Father Matt's very into baseball. That'd be basketball. Basketball, basketball. That one. Never mind. Basketball. I don't remember the number because because I was a Dwight Howard fan, so I okay. pro- it, I'd probably say I was wearing number twelve. So. Okay. So my silliest Halloween costume was one year I was I wanted to be a vampire, which isn't all that silly but i insisted i had to be a boy a boy vampire i wasn't going to be a girl vampire because i felt like girl vampires are more about just the dress and not like being a spooky scary vampire and so i didn't want to just be like elvira is fifth grade i don't want to be like pretty vampire i wanted to be scary vampire and so i mm-hmm. decided that i had to be a boy vampire so me dressed as a boy with dressed as a down. vampire. Yes, dressed. Yeah. So it was very meta. Um, that was, in fact, scary. <laughs> and the pictures are not pretty. <laughs> so that's my silliest costume. So you've got that going for you. Mm-hmm. And so you wanted mostly Halloween. Uh, five questions. And this one is. Wait, did a, anybody did anybody write in with their. their, their no, I don't see. No, let's see. I don't see. We've got viewers. a lot of people watching. There are a lot of people watching. Okay. But. I don't see Some guy out. designed the traffic pattern while on a flashback from an <laughs> acid trip from the 60s. 
See, he more eloquently said, that's dumb. That's that's exactly what you said, <laughs> only with a little more oomph. A little more verbiage. Bobby's good at that, though. Bobby's Thank our, you, Bobby. He's our alliteration king. So the reason this question is on here, even though it's Halloween themed, it will be revealed while I, when I get to my answer. So your most embarrassing celebrity crush? Most embarrassing celebrity crush? Uh-huh. Well, okay. So being that it's Halloween themed, uh-huh. I have to go Lily Munster. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, she was. No, a, wait. What was the daughter? The daughter was really pretty. Who was that? Of the Munsters? The I don't know Munsters. the Munsters. The Adams family, it's Wednesday. But I don't remember the daughter on the Well, Munsters. Lily. Well, the daughter was the only one not That was monster. not Munstery. Yeah. 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 All right. So you're going with the Munster daughter? I'm going to go with the Munster daughter. All right. Unnamed Munster daughter yeah. for Father Matt. All right. Blake, what you got? Silliest col- or most embarrassing celebrity crush? Uh, Miranda Cosgrove. iCarly oh, yeah. I, I at the time. Wow. I was going to say a little iCarly. <laughs> that dates you right there. Well, he's 22. iCarly was great. That was a great show. So mine dates me. Okay. Because... It was acceptable for me to have a crush at that time, but it, it's really embarrassing now. It was Michael Jackson hmm. right around the thriller era, which is why it's still a Halloween question. It's still a Halloween question. Yeah. Got and it. ironically, that is no the wonder age that you he wanted only that. would have been interested in me. <laughs> oh, oh, ouch. <laughs> May he rest yeah. in peace. Um, yeah. I hope that I hope that he found peace. <laughs> But yeah, he was my first celebrity crush and also my most embarrassing celebrity huh. crush. Yeah, that, that's a two for one answer. For yeah, you. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, weirdest Halloween party you have ever gone to? This is another Michael Jackson answer for you. Is this <laughs> no, is there a theme going here? They're all Michael um, Jackson. So I have, I have the embarrassing one that I went to when I was in college. And that was, I was, I wanted to be a mermaid and I did a, a terrible job making my mermaid costume. It was tragic. It was horrible. I didn't have a sewing machine. I didn't have power tools. And I insisted they had to be real shells. So we spent a lot of time on the beach to find shells that worked for the costume um, without getting me arrested. And then I couldn't fashion a tail. And it was before Amazon was a thing that sold everything. And so it was just an absolutely tragic costume. But nobody cared because we were at a bar and we were drinking. So there came a point where people would flick the shells and then they were fine. with it. And that's just... That was terrible. The weirdest one was I got invited to a very wealthy person's Halloween costume in Boston because I was friends with the wealthy person's niece. And so I was part of her like plus three or four. But that was super like it was cool to be there. But it was awkward because I'm just like this 21 year old. I don't know anybody at this party and everyone's in costume. So it's not like I would recognize them even if i did know them i had met them once before so it was just weird being in this wealthy person's house surrounded by all of their friends and business associates that all made more than i probably would in a decade that's not the weirdest year. part the weirdest part was taylor swift was at that party she was not at that party <laughs> if she had been at that party she would have been like six <laughs> no she'd have been older than that she'd probably been 12 um, so, yeah, we just spent the time in their basement playing pool and drinking. As, a, as a 12-year-old? Taylor Swift oh, would have been Taylor 12. Swift was yeah, 12. I was not 12. So what I, <laughs> I heard, was legal drinking age. What I heard was you were drinking with 12-year-old, you nope. were drinking with Taylor Swift when you were 12 years old. Nope, I did not say that at all. What is your weirdest Halloween party? 
Experience. Oh, weirdest Halloween party experience. Oh, that was the only time I've ever been around um, a tarot card reader. Oh, and that okay. was interesting. Um, we one year I was in Nashville, Tennessee with cousins and our cousin on Halloween night wanted to throw a little party. Oh gosh, no, this isn't even the most, the weirdest one. I forgot about the weirdest one. Um, well, the, um, the cousin decides she wants to play with a Ouija board. Oh, fun. And so, <laughs> so I'm probably 13 or 14 and mm-hmm. I decide it would be really great to make this scary. Yeah. So I so kind of slowly it? push it around and, uh, you know, make it spell out the devil's going to get you. And all. <laughs> so. Sounds like a 13 year old. So my cousin, <laughs> yeah, my, my cousin was scared out of her mind. <laughs> Seriously traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Blake, what is your uh, weirdest Halloween party? I didn't go to any. Aww. Yeah, Aww. that that was by choice, though. I I know I, I wasn't like the type of person that just went around and just did parties. I, I was I was, I, was, I was the one that always ate the candy. Hey, you can come to my Halloween party, and then that will become your weirdest Halloween party. No, I'll I'll be out of town by then. Sorry. Blake doesn't like to spend time with me unless he's getting paid. <laughs> I, I'm playing the fifth on that one. Right. Favorite candy. Favorite candy? Uh-huh. I don't know. What you got? I love uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Reese's Pieces. Hmm. I'm not a big peanut butter time peanut butter person outside of that. Unless there's chocolate I love, involved. I love Reese's. Well, Reese's Pieces don't have chocolate. Oh, yeah. I guess that's candy, candy shell. Coated. Yeah. And then Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I mean... Good. The the original spree, the hard ones with yeah. the candy coating. I prefer the chewy. Oh, or bottle caps. Yeah. Yeah. Bottle caps are nice too. Blake, what is your favorite candy? I'll probably say nerds or bottle caps as well. Oh, nerds and bottle caps. You yeah. know, all of our candies, Blake, are uh, Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. You notice yeah. that? Yeah. Big fans of Willy Wonka. <laughs> I'm a Reese's kid. I don't know. Is that Mars? I think that's Mars. Yeah, I don't think it's Hershey's. I think it's Mars. Yeah. All right. Are you still afraid of monsters? We mentioned that we both believe that there's unseen, nefarious, and benevolent beings Mm -hmm. existing in the world around us. So do you classify that as monsters? Do you still believe in monsters? I'm going to throw that to Blake. What do you think, Blake? Afraid of monsters? Depending on what your definition of monster is, then maybe. Like, like I see like spiders, wasps, and like bees as like monsters. I I run away from them bad, but but but, but like supernatural beings, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, most people <laughs> would categorize spiders as monsters. I think. <laughs> really small, wee yeah. little monsters. Wee little tiny monsters. Put them in your pocket. Um. Yeah, I would say that I'm still afraid of monsters. Um, I think that that. That spans the category of supernatural and then also um, the monster that lives inside of people, mm. the monster that can be unleashed inside of people. So I would say, yes, I'm still afraid. Of the heart of darkness. Yeah. Aren't you nervous about thinking there's a ghost inside of Trinity? So that's an interesting question because... I don't know what I think about ghosts and whether ghosts are real. And you do. That's another one that you have Christians that are like, oh, you can't believe in Jesus and think that there are ghosts. That's that's not biblical. So you're a priest. Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
Well, is that the ghost they're talking about? <laughs> well, so spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am not greater as he who is in me than he who is in the world. So, so I'm, I'm not nervous, you know, late mm-hmm. at night in places that are supposed to be deeply haunted. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in Trinity after dark. Um, I think that I'm probably the reason why there are some ghost stories <laughs> or some ghost sightings, at least between the years of 2018 and 2022. I spent a lot of time there um, alone at night. And I definitely heard things and I definitely got weird feelings at times, but I never felt uh, I never felt anything that seemed like it wanted to do me harm. So my idea was pass and repass. <laughs> I made up some ghost stories and, and I think Clay was very nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Clay is the one that sent me the video of the the orb dancing in the church. Well, that was when I started making up ghost stories. Yeah. And then we did find that on a Friday the 13th, I found that bottle that seemed to have been left as some sort of offering in the doorway of St. Peter's Chapel. And I texted you about it and you were like, yeah, we should probably get rid of that. So I took it and the people that I was with, so I took it and I was like, okay, I'm going to go wash my hands because I just touched this bottle. I don't want to, whatever's on it to infect my beverage. (laughs) And so by the time I come back from washing my hands, they opened the daggone thing and I'm like, no. You don't open it. That's voodoo, dude. <laughs> and I just thought it was a bottle of Rona. It had a liquid in it that had an interesting smell. It was very confusing. And that the Sunday after that is when that orb showed up. And so Clay was like, you unleashed the demon. They unleashed the Rona. <laughs> so on that note, um, after haunting Clay at the church and freaking him out when he was working there by himself, uh, we're going to say goodnight. Uh, Clay wow. will be joining what us. What a great way to end. I know. I think so. And now go take your trip to the haunted mansion. (laughs) Well, tomorrow we have a special treat for you. Um, We will get uh, a bit of a haunting tomorrow for the evening show. We've got the ghost and gravestones crew in the studio. Oh, nice. Uh, So you're going to hear some St. Augustine ghost stories. If you tune in tomorrow, it's a fun show. I've done like five or six ghost tours. Every time friends come, we could do a ghost tour. They're always fun. So we hope that you have a happy Halloween or All Hallows Eve or just a Tuesday night, depending on what you believe. We love you regardless. Yeah, you could go to an All Saints service <laughs> mm-hmm. on All Saints. Uh, there is one at a church close by, right? Huh, yeah. Trinity Parish yeah. has one, 7 o'clock. Yeah? On All Saints. On All Saints, which for those that don't know is? The day after Halloween. November 1st. Yes. yes. November 1st. is always <laughs> All Saints. Is always All Saints. Yep. Yep. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Father Matt, for coming. Thank you. It's always fun to hang out with you. And thank you, Blake, for pushing the buttons. To the people of the Mike Davis List show, we <laughs> bid you adieu. Adieu. Good night.